0: your bibles and you turn with me real quick i just want to reference a story out of the scriptures one of the stories that may have been easily forgotten by some but it is a very powerful story that i want to focus on today as we preach the word of god and i'm not going to be long because i like i said i'm a little under the weather but uh today i just want to give you something that i really feel like god put on my heart at youth congress I feel like he gave me this, um, and and I went to looking online to make sure nobody had the same title. <laughs> I, I sometimes Google my sermons to make sure that somebody else has not, have, have not already preached it, but uh, I did come up with one person that preached it way back when, but um, it, I think it's the Word of God, and it can be preached anytime, amen? Amen. So don't wait for the good stuff. Hello, somebody. It's the Word of God. It's all good stuff. Amen. So worship the Lord with me. Say amen. Feel free to engage. Um, say that's it. If it's talking to your heart, go ahead and stand and run around the room. No, I'm kidding. Do whatever you feel like the Holy Ghost is in, is is impressing you to do. Sometimes when truth hits your heart, you have to respond physically. Amen. So I hope you have an amen in your spirit from this sermon today. In Second uh, Kings chapter 4, we're going to begin reading. In verse 1, 2 Kings chapter 4 and verse 1, and this is the story of the widow who was having creditors, just give you some Bible background real quick, Has some creditors that were coming, and she had debts to pay, and she could not pay them, and so they were coming to, as they do in that day, collect her children so that her children could do slave work in order to pay off the debt that she owed and so we begin reading in verse 1 i'm going to read from here now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto elisha saying thy servant my husband is dead and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the lord to say fear the lord he was a good man he was of the prophets of elisha and the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen go on to the next verse if you would and elisha said unto her what shall i do for thee sometimes that's a question you need to ask what do what do you want god to do for you what shall i do for you tell me because he was representing god in this case what hast thou in thy house or in the house and she said, "Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house save a pot of oil." Well, that's enough. Then he said, "Go borrow thee vessels abroad, and all thy of all thy neighbours, go borrow many vessels." In other words, even empty vessels, borrow not a few, borrow many of them. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shalt pour unto pour out into all those vessels and thou shalt set aside that which is full go on to the next one so she went from him and shut the door upon her and her sons oftentimes when god does a miracle he wants to do it personally first amen he, on her sons who bought who brought the vessels to her and she poured out next verse going to go to verse 7, and it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her unto her sons, bring me yet a vessel, and he said unto her, there are not a vessel more, we're out, and the oil stayed, go on to the next verse, then she came and told the man of God and he said, go sell the oil and pay thy debt and live thou and thy children on the rest, In other words, the oil that flowed and the miracle that took place gave her and her sons freedom to live out the rest of their days. I want to preach for a little while about a willing vessel. If the Lord will help me, I'm going to be only about 15 minutes. Someone said amen, and then we can all get out of here and have a wonderful day, but we're going to take Jesus with us. Amen? So, a willing vessel is what I want to preach on. You may be seated. Thank you very much for being in the house of the Lord today. I want you to notice first and foremost that Elisha asked her, what do you want? And every one of us have to answer that question, what do we want from God? Because many of us don't realize it, but God is not asking us to come to him in a way That he will not respond to anything that we bring to him. The interesting thing about God is we are often asking God for something from him. And he is simply asking for something from us. And that is that we make ourselves a willing vessel. Amen, somebody. And being a willing vessel is all that he is really looking for. He's asking, if you want more from me, are you willing to give more of yourself? And so God has two criteria for a vessel. Number one is clean, and number two, is it empty? Amen? Is it clean and is it empty? And oftentimes we have to search out the things that are in our hearts. We just came out of a heart series where we're talking about Uh, our hearts and what's in our hearts and how we're dealing with the emotions of life and different things that come into our life that we have to deal with because we all must deal with the excuse me with the debris of life amen somebody but the interesting thing that i find is that whenever god washes us in the water Someone help me preach. When God washes us in his name, amen, that we are made clean and ready as a vessel for him to pour into. I've so often seen people filled with the Holy Ghost when standing in the waters of baptism because they meet the criteria. They're clean and they're willing and they're wanting and they're asking God and God doesn't hold back. God doesn't doesn't resist a willing and open and clean vessel. Amen, somebody. God wants to pour out his oil. God wants to pour out his anointing. The anointing oil in the scripture represents the spirit of God. And when we talk about somebody being filled with the spirit of God, they become a vessel where God dwells. Amen, somebody. So there's nothing more powerful than someone coming out of the waters of baptism where God's name is put back on them. Where they're given the authority that they once had in the garden of Eden. And where God God then invests his power back into them. Because that's what we lost at the fall of mankind we didn't lose everything that some people think we lost we st- have some dominion we still have the ability to be creative because we were made in the image and the likeness of God but there are two things that are major that we lost when Adam and Eve fell in the garden that is number one we lost our authority in this earth and we lost the power of God the connection that we had with God so we are spirits walking around disconnected from the almighty God who is spirit John four twenty four says and so we have to understand that when we preach a gospel that says you must be born again of water and of spirit we're handling the old problem that came handed down through all the generations of man that we must be born again and in being born again God's spirit reignites our dead spirit and we become alive in him and then by the name we have authority and by that spirit baptism we then have power over sin, death, hell, and the grave. Amen, somebody devil's so crazy thinks he can lock up stuff in our life he doesn't even have the keys to his own house Jesus got up out of the grave and said oh by the way I'll take the keys of death hell and the grave with me and he walked out of that resurrection moment and from that point on the church us who live under grace have the power of the spoken word where we know God was manifest in the flesh he was the word made flesh and that flesh died and because that flesh resurrected Directed by the power of the Holy Spirit. And he now has those keys. We also can stand in the power of God. And in the authority of his name. And say you cannot lock up anything in my life. You cannot lock up anything in my children's life. You can't lock up my tomorrow. You can't lock up my yesterday. I have a God who is a God. Who is a spirit of freedom. And he has bought me with a precious price. Our authority comes from the name in baptism. God gives us authority back on this earth to take dominion over the prince and the power of the air. He was a thief. He was immoral. He was a a spirit being. He was not created in this world. Authority comes from birthright. You have to understand that we dealt with it with Joshua and and, uh, we dealt with it with Jacob and Esau quite a bit in the past few weeks. But I have to tell you that where you're born, it gives you certain... rights according to where you were born. If you're born as an alien in America, you have to go through the proper paperwork and get a green card and get your citizenship to be to, get, to have the rights in America that born American-born individuals have. Amen, somebody. Stay with me for just a minute. So you have to understand that when the enemy, Satan, fell out of heaven into earth, that was not his birthplace. Earth is not the devil's birthplace. So therefore, he has no authority on this earth unless it is given to him. Amen, somebody. Are you following me real quick? So you have to understand when the enemy, Satan, decided to speak authoritatively into the lives of Adam and Eve, he had to go looking for a vessel that was born here. I don't know if you can follow that. So he had to incubate himself into a serpent and use that serpent as a medium to speak into this earth because he was not born here, he has no authority here. Go ahead and preach with me if you want to. So what happens? He uses that serpent. He beguiles Eve. Adam's standing right there. He should have said, no, get out of here, Satan. You're not from this earth. You are spirit born. You are of the spirit world. You don't belong here. This is for us. We were formed in the likeness of God in this garden. You don't belong here. Get out of here. And if we ever get that understanding as spirit filled, born again believers, we won't let the devil mess with our kids and our home and our stuff. We won't let him step in. In places where he doesn't belong. He does not have authority in your life. He does not have dominion in your life. You have the power of God. Yes, you do. Through the name of God, not because we're something special, but because God loved us enough to die for us and give us authority. He made us sons. Amen. He made us birthright heirs to his power and his authority your authority comes from where you're born and so the devil had to use a medium of a serpent and so what happens we see Jesus is walking the earth you've read the stories where he's doing miracles signs and wonders and he gets over to the Gadarenes and the demoniac comes out he's full he's a vessel full of demonic spirits some say legion was his name, which is a breakdown of the Roman guard, which means at least a thousand or more. They could be any number up to 2,000. We don't exactly know what it breaks down to, but let's just go with a thousand. Let's just say he was full of a thousand devils. That did not keep him from running to the feet of Jesus. Right. That's true. Because even though you can have the worst things going on in your life, you recognize when God shows up. Because the devil does not have authority over you, even if he's in you. He wants you to think he's got your body because that's what God came to get. He came to recover those that were lost. But the devil wants to destroy, kill, steal, and destroy. Because if God has no vessels to work through that were born in the earth, then there is no voice piece in the earth to preach the gospel. Amen? So you have to understand your role in this earth is not just to come here on a Sunday morning and sit in a pew and do your best to run on 20% battery and try to get through a sermon. No, this isn't about us making it through. This is about the fact that he made a way for us when we had no way, when we didn't have oil, we didn't have an option, and God came and bought us and brought us out. I don't have the words to tell you what it feels like to celebrate salvation. It is so good to live for God, so lovely to know That he wanted me and he wanted you. He wants your body because you are a vessel that he desires to dwell in. So Jesus is walking the earth. The devil's come up to him and said, What are you doing here? Why are you here? We are thieves, we're whoremongers, we don't have a moral compass. We're of the darkness. We are here because we are stealing the right to be here. You are God in the body. I want to know are you here legally? Do you have a right to be in that body you're in? Because you're God in flesh. I need to know because you're the God who is the judge of the universe, you made the rules you have to live by the rules we don't have to we can go in pigs we can go in swine we can go in anything we want to that tells you that the devil doesn't care about you he'll live in humans as much as he'll live in pigs which tells you that animals have spirits amen somebody if they can be indwelled they have a spirit they don't have a soul just check it out in the bible you can read that up later i'll find you someplace we'll do a home bible study or something on that that's why dogs have an attitude. That's why your that's why your cat has an evil spirit. <laughs> just kidding. I like cats somewhat. They're good in Chinese dishes. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just making sure you're awake and listening. <laughs> so Jesus says, "Be silent." He tells them to be quiet. Because what they're exposing is they're exposing the fact that they're they're asking the judge of all creation who now has indwelled a body and is walking this earth do you have a right to be here? And so God, Hebrews 10 and 4 oh my goodness I want to give you some revelation watch this for it was not possible for the blood of bulls and goats should take away sins we know this that sacrificial that sacrificial uh, um model was broken it was never going to wipe away sins completely it was only rolling sins ahead a year but watch wherefore when he cometh into the world who's coming into the world god almighty is coming into the world he saith sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not. In other words, all of these sacrifices and offerings are not gonna work, but a what? I don't know if you know how awesome that is. That's revelation. But a body hast thou prepared for me. God Almighty, let me tell you this. God Almighty not only needed a vessel to save you, but he needs you to surrender your vessel to be saved. (laughs) That's important to know. Because if you don't understand that God not only bought salvation, but you have to apply that salvation to your own vessel. You have to make yourself clean and you have to make yourself available. I'm telling you prayer is a powerful thing, but if you don't humble yourself, which is to pour out everything that is of you, to pour yourself out and empty yourself, then God can fill in those prayers. I'm saying I want to be a willing vessel. Amen. I know God saved me. I'm grateful that he came from heaven to earth and he walked this earth and died on that cross that we put price tags on of heavy things that we've asked God to purchase in our life but I want you to know even though he purchased all of that there's still a a human will involved and you have to decide that I am going to be a willing vessel for salvation to work in my life and in my body I want God to live inside me And if he's willing to work in me, then work in my mind, work in my heart, work in every part of my life, work in my home, work in my church, work in my drive to work, work in my prayer time, work for me, God. Here I am, a willing vessel, fill my heart, fill my mind, fill my life with the power and the authority of God. In Jesus' name. Jesus said oh don't worry about that devil I know you're wondering if I played by the rules but I found a little 15 year old over in Bethlehem her name was Mary and I came to her through Gabriel and said do you mind if I borrow your body for about nine months I just need to make a vessel for me to dwell in because I'm going to say God could not step out of heaven and save Adam and Eve because he is spirit. He needed to speak into the earth realm that which was, through that which was born in the earth realm. That's why whenever you see Jesus doing great works and he asks, and John the Baptist gets caught in jail and he's going to get beheaded and he sends a messenger to Jesus and said, are you the one or should we look for another? He said, do you you see blind eyes being opened? Do you see deaf ears being unstopped? Do you see the lame walking? What does that mean? That means that truly God has come to earth because God can only do miracles if he's born here and empowered by God. So he is born legally and has the right to be here. So when the devils are like, Jesus, are you here legally? He's like, yep, get out of him. they're like can we go in the bacon (laughs) devil likes bacon I don't know just be careful there's devil in that bacon I'm just saying yeah just you know eat it with moderation (laughs) so they go in the swine the swine know enough to know they don't even want to live with a devil in them they run off the cliff amen it's the first instance of the Bay of Pigs you know just like is that bad should I stop with the jokes now So Jesus said, I'm here legally because I was born through the womb of a woman. I came as God in flesh, so I have the right to save them on their level. In other words, my sacrifice of my life on the cross is a perfect substitute for the death they were supposed to die when they ate of that apple or whatever the fruit was. Jesus purchased us. He came to us, but we couldn't go to him. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that powerful? So Jesus is looking for a vessel. I want you to know that the spirit of the creditor has come due in this age. The spirit of the creditor is after our children. Spirit of the creditor is after the next generation. There is a spirit of cosmopolitan. There's a spirit of this world that is after the next generation. If the devil can get the vessel that he can take away the authority and power in that vessel. And so what we're seeing now happening is we're seeing all kinds of all kinds of individuals that think that their body is something that they can take possession of. It's my body. I can do what I want with it. And look, I'm not preaching against anybody particular. I'm just saying that people don't understand that you're bought with a price that Jesus died for you and that in purchasing you there is greater power and anointing and surrendering your vessel to God and being used by God than anything you could ever demonstrate with that body. Any plan you could ever make for your life is only mediocre compared. No matter how great the world says it is, it's only mediocre compared to the plan that God has for your life. If you only understand that you make make a a, a decision in your mind and you say, God, I know that your way are higher and you have an ability that I don't have and you can line up the relationships and you can line up the need and you can line up the things that I want in you and God I want more of you I'm going to sing about it but I'm going to live it as well I want you to know that when you, you have a miracle living inside of you you walk differently I wouldn't embarrass sister Tasha but I guarantee you she walks differently right now about to have a baby than she did when she first got pregnant don't look that way we don't want to embarrass her can you see Mary Magdalene waddling around 15 years old pregnant Mary not Magdalene you know who I'm talking help me out here Mary mother of Jesus as I say Magdalene yes forgive me we'll edit that out of the comments in the media (laughs) Let's start over. Mary, the mother of Jesus. <laughs> you know, so now we got preaching. We got anointing in the house. We're not saying the wrong thing. Everybody's like, he's violating the book. I don't know. He's not hearing from God. <laughs> so, what happened is she gets pregnant. She carries this child. But whenever you have a miracle inside of you, you're going to walk differently. Amen. I just wanted to make that illustration that whenever you have God living inside of you, you're willing to walk differently than the rest of the world. It affects how you live. It affects your lifestyle. Mary's whole life was turned upside down. She wasn't going to have a normal white wedding, walk down the aisle, say her vows to her loving husband. Everything was different. Her husband even thought he'd put her away just because of the shame of her being uh, so young and not having a husband and being pregnant. There, there was so much cultural ties to all of that that he just didn't know what to do about it. And the angel had to come to him and reassure him, that which is in your wife is of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost breathed on her and that is why he was a perfect spotless lamb because he didn't transfer the sin of man through the seed of man but he transferred his purity and his holiness into a body so that when we sacrificed Jesus we were sacrificing the son of God so when they were standing in acts and they saw God pour out his church don't worry about it brothers and sisters Jesus had preached to thousands 25,000 some say he fed at one point point miracle he he healed everything in shoe leather but when he got st- when it got time to start sunday school he had 120 don't worry about a few in here today whenever we see god move we just let god move whoever wants to stay can stay whoever's a willing vessel will stay you can't leave it if you love it amen you can't leave god if you truly love him you'll be in his house you'll be worshiping god you'll be lifting up his name because you know you don't walk in your authority. You don't walk in your power. You don't walk in your strength. It's his strength. It's his authority. And it's his power in my life. I do nothing on my own. It is all him that does everything. And so we have our lifestyles changed, but it's such a worthy price to pay, amen? No one's gonna get to heaven and say, that was so unaffordable. It wasn't worth it. If you get to heaven, you're going to say, I would have paid a thousand lifetimes to experience the joy that I'm feeling here. Every tear wiped away, no more sorrows. He came from there, divested himself of all that glory to walk among us so he could have authority to cast out and to deliver and to redeem. Amen, somebody. Would you stand with me today? so our story we didn't quite get to <laughs> she's a widow woman her husband was a good man comes to the prophet and says what do I do he says "Problem's not the oil but I've only got a little bit oh but it works the oil works it's the vessel that's the problem you don't have enough vessels did you know that miracles are attached to human beings did you know that The Bible says, these signs signs shall follow them that believe. God does not need us. Miracles do, though. Think about it for a second. God has always attached miracles to human beings. He's always attached the miraculous from the other world to someone who was born in this world. But you must be born again of water and spirit in order to pull from that world with faith, believing, and have it manifest itself in this world. Do you understand what I'm saying? So we have two citizenships. We are not from this world, even though we are born here. When you're born again, you become a citizen of a kingdom that is not of this world. And so therefore, your needs and your desires and your wants and the things that you have in your life that you take to God, If you bring them in faith, he will answer. He will respond. She believed the man of God when he said, go get all these vessels of oil. Halfway through the miracle, you notice she's like, bring me more, bring me more. The oil is flowing, bring me more. If she would have believed that much at the beginning, she would have backed up a truck to the the vessel factory. Amen, man, load the semi, we got some oil to flow. But she only had enough faith to believe to borrow some vessels I want to tell you as long as there's vessels the oil of the Holy Ghost will flow if we are willing God is wanting he does not hold back he does not say okay let me see how good you've been this week well you did good here you did good there there's a little bit of oil when we come and we pour our hearts out to him we're willing he's wanting. Amen. He wants to fill. He wants to deliver. He wants to save. And so in this place she finds that God answers. It's funny how God uses us to do great things. Amen. You're the vessel he wants to use. Anybody order any pizza? I'm finishing. Anybody order any pizza lately? We were at the food trucks at NAYC and there was this great pizza place, food truck, and I ordered a double slice of pepperoni and she handed me a box with one slice in it and a plate on top with the other slice. And I'm like, I ordered a a double slice. She's like, well, it won't fit in the box. I'm like, how am I supposed to carry this back to the hotel room? All of a sudden, a 39-cent carton became very important, amen? Just imagine if you call Domino's right now to meet you at home when you get done here and you're going to have lunch and they're going to bring you pizza and he shows up with his p- with pizza. No box, just pizza. Mozzarella hanging off, you know, tomatoes falling on your shoes. And he's like, we ran out of boxes. Sorry, here's your pepperoni. You'd be like, don't you have a box? Do you have something to put this in? go to the grocery store. I was in California two weeks ago, and I bought something and there's no bags anywhere. They're they're very green-minded, okay? There's no bags anywhere. And it says on the little screen, would you like to buy a bag for 37 cents? I'm like, I'm not paying for a sack. I'm not paying for a bag. I'm like, I'll just carry it all. But just imagine, you go to the grocery store, buy $75 worth of groceries, and they're just handing it to you, you're just trying to carry it all home? That's not going to work, is it? See, The product needs a place to be put. What makes the container valuable is the thing that's put inside it. And the reason why people are suicidal, the reason why people will find no value in life, is because God's not in them in the way that He should be. He wants to fill you full of the Holy Spirit. He wants you to live full of the Holy Ghost. Because when you live like that, you never question your value because the container has the most valuable thing in it. I'm not holy myself. My holiness is is as filthy rags, the Bible says. The holiness in me is the Holy Spirit that lives inside of me. That's what makes me holy. That's what gives me purpose and value. And if you live on empty, maybe you need a miracle of oil to flow today. I pray for you right now bow your heads with me Jesus I've given as much time to this as I could physically I love you but I'm asking you to touch somebody right now come on how bad do you want it that's the question it's in your home already he wants to make a place of residency in you he wants you to shut in with him and let him fill your vessel come on let's pray right now in Jesus name Lord, if I'm not full, I want to be full. I want to leave here full of your Spirit today so I feel the value of the Holy Ghost inside me so I know the container is valuable because of what the contents are. I want you to fill my life. The devil can't tell me I'm worth nothing when I'm a child of God. The devil can't lock up anything in my life because I have the power and the authority of God on my life. Come on, give yourself away right now. Where's the willing vessels? I open the altar. If you're comfortable to come pray, where's the willing vessels today? Oh, come on, somebody believes what I preach today. Where's the willing vessels at? Where's the people that forgot that they're the voice peace, in their workplace, that they're the one that's supposed to speak into the earth, that you're carrying words of light and hope and truth. We're the people that forgot that their citizenship is of another nation, of another kingdom, but God wants to use you to speak into this world. You're here legally, but you're born of another place. Come on, let's thank him for filling us with his power. Let's thank you for the value he places on each one of us, that he would have died had it only been you, had it only been me, he would have died. Had all the earth rejected him except for one willing vessel, he would have poured himself out on Calvary. He would have poured himself out for our sins. Had it only been one, that's how valuable you are. Thank God that he found you. Thank God that he bought you. Thank God that he brought you. He's wanting today. He's wanting to fill you more. Come on, make this an altar place. Attach a miracle to your life.